Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 201. American Werewolf in London. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm well. Excellent. Um, so, so this is, uh, this is the first new episode of, uh, Viewmasters in a little over three years. I was going to ask how long it's been. It feels like it's been forever. Yeah. Uh, while I was, uh, trying to get things set up, I... Recently did uh, some overhaul of uh, all the websites I own, and uh, I saw that we recorded the last episode of You Masters in des- towards the end of December uh, 2016. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it really kind of got away from us. It really did. Uh, well, you know, you uh, you left. I did leave. Yeah. That's true. So, so that's on me. Mostly your fault. <laughs> I accept I accept full responsibility <laughs> for the the long hiatus for the Viewmasters. Uh, it's also partly my fault. We could have uh, figured this whole thing out uh, back then, but uh, uh, I have issues as well. So we've got we've got things going on. We've got irons and fires. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're busy people. That we are. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm set up in uh, Gutter Trash Headquarters 2.0 now. And uh, you're uh, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I'm in the West Coast office of Gutter Trash <laughs> Incorporated. Uh, you, you guys aren't doing a lot out there. No, I know. We're, we're just getting set up. Oh, okay. You know, it's, right. it's, we're going we're gonna to start small and see how it goes. All right. That's fair. <laughs> very low budget so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah i want to I get into it absolutely yeah uh, american werewolf in london uh, yes uh written and directed by john landis uh 1981 and uh spoiler quite possibly in my top 10 favorite movies of all time Oh, wow. Yes. I did not know that when I picked this. <laughs> well, partially you picked it because I loaned it to you before you moved. That's true. Which... Yeah, I, I, I have had your uh, your burned DVD copy of it in my possession for <laughs> a long time. All right. Well, I was uh, unaware that that had happened. <laughs> uh, I should never have said anything. It's okay. <laughs> It uh, it forced me to uh, go out and buy a fifty dollar copy of the Blu-ray. <laughs> Again, I don't think it really forced you to spend <laughs> that much on it. Uh, no, that was all just uh, poor decision making on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're gonna go if you're gonna go out for a movie um, for a movie that's in your top ten, you might as well get the best version of it possible which i assume is what you got yes that's that's uh it's the super limited edition version and 
came with uh, like a 60 page book and a poster uh, and like some uh, postcard looking things which uh, cannot be mailed out but uh, <laughs> why would I anyway right yeah, yeah. You, you frame those exactly <clears throat> I am uh, framing the poster uh, at some point um but it's uh it's a double-sided poster and i can't decide which uh which uh side of it i prefer interesting is it the movie poster or is it just images from the movie uh so it's uh the blu-ray comes from arrow video and uh they're one of those uh like shout factory criterion kind of things where they do like special like custom made covers for like whatever their releases okay um and so one side of the poster is basically just you know the cover arts reproduced for that uh, and then the other side is uh it's no poster i've ever seen for the movie uh but you know it it says it's you know uh production or reproduction of uh, one of the original movie posters and it's very uh stark and simple and almost like a Saul Bass kind of uh poster. That's cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Uh but you know, so is the the uh cover art which is very Drew Struzan like, you know, one of those sort of Indiana Jones type collages with just a yeah. bunch of stuff from the movie in it. Uh they're both very cool, but I think I'm leaning towards the the minimalist poster. Yeah, I, I don't know like I obviously don't know what they look like, but I feel like I, I tend to lean minimalist as well with my wall art. So right. if it's, if it's not like comic book art or something. Sure. So, so yeah, no, that, that, that sounds cool though. Yeah. I will, uh, I will show you a picture of those after we're done recording. Excellent. Uh, listener, tough luck. <laughs> Google, Google it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was I was thinking. So I I you've obviously seen this movie a lot. Yes. I would assume. Yeah. Um, and I'd never seen it, so, so that was so that's kind of fun. You sure. know what? What it, do you think it holds up? I would assume that you do. I do actually. Yeah. Um, I had forgotten quite a bit of you know some of the events in the movie for sure. Uh, due to. It has been more than a few years since I last saw it, and uh, my memory is uh, definitely not as good as it used to be, and it was <laughs> never very good in the beginning. <laughs> so there are whole scenes of this thing that I just forgot that happens in this movie. All right. Uh, so it's like watching it for the first time. Eh, somewhat. Like, I definitely remembered... Uh, some of the key moments for sure uh which i'm i'm sure we'll get into uh but uh yeah i thought it really does hold up very well um it's a little slower paced than i remembered it being uh like it takes like there's some minor werewolf action uh right up front but then after that it's about an hour into the movie before uh things really get going yeah and it's only about an hour and a half long movie 
Yeah, it's it's a it's ninety seven minutes. I think I looked yes. I looked it up. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I agree w- about the pacing. I actually really liked that about it. Um, you know the the first the first attack that we see um, is is relatively quick, and you know it's it's just sort of flashes of imagery. Uh, we we get it from the perspective of David, who's sort of the the main character of the movie. Um, and, and, you know, I, I thought it was, you know, legitimately a scary scene, uh, the, the first little bit of werewolf action that we see, but then, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's a while before we see any more. And I really, I thought that worked really well. Yeah, I, uh, I agree too. I think also that, uh, you know, the beginning of the movie also, even though that initial werewolf attack happens pretty early on, uh, it also still sets up uh, the characters of uh, David and Jack uh, really well. Uh, And enough to give them enough character and personality um, and, you know, makes you really feel for them uh for when spoiler jack dies <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a fairly large spoiler don't yeah. worry he comes back <laughs> sort of sort of uh i mean it's a, a nearly 40 year old movie at this point so it's, tr- it's true <laughs> we can talk openly about it i think at uh, this point yeah yeah um, Though for for it being as old as it is, I knew remarkably little about it before before sitting down to watch it. That's pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, like there there were points where, because it is there is such a long time between the attack and when when David transforms, and even after he transforms, um, where you know I questioned whether. You know, is there actually a werewolf? I wasn't sure. Because, uh, you know, for for a while, it seems like he's the only person that sees it uh, or is there when he becomes a werewolf. Sure. Um, so, you know, it was almost right up towards the end of the movie that I wondered if, is this actually a werewolf movie or is he just insane? <laughs> I really, I really liked that. That's, you know, I... Maybe it's because I saw it at such a young age that, you know, it's like that perspective of it never occurred to me. Yeah. Uh, It did occur to me this time around, though, to wonder about uh, Jack and whether that was, is he indeed part of this curse of the werewolf thing or is he just a a hallucination of of David's as he's uh, losing his mind? Um, yeah i mean yeah that that was a big part of what made me question the the werewolf aspect of it i mean between that and and david's freaky nightmares right (laughs) running naked through the forest and then you know his whole family being gunned down by people in monster masks sure (laughs) like yeah there's there's a lot i mean he he's definitely going crazy uh, as the movie goes on it was just i was very interested in and in, you know what degree is he actually crazy and how much of what's happening is actually real right 
uh and and uh just to go back a second uh just to clarify uh his family is mauled by nazis and monster masks are they nazis i totally missed that part oh yes they they are 100 percent supposed to be nazis yes yikes <laughs> uh because uh uh part of the subtext of this is uh that uh, david is uh, jewish right uh i don't know if john landis is or not but uh uh he definitely was trying to at least have a very small aspect of of that in the movie as well okay yeah I, no i totally missed the the nazi part of the the murdering gang yeah yeah uh yeah <laughs> that that's all i gotta say about that all right uh, <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have to worry about nazis anymore nope taken care of they're all gone <laughs> yep <laughs> uh... <laughs> So yeah, I you know I was I was thinking, um, and and I feel like this is the first straight werewolf movie that I've ever seen. Okay, like I like I I saw an Underworld movie once. Oh boy! But I don't think that counts. <laughs> no, <laughs> Let, let's say not. Okay, and and there are werewolves in Buffy the the TV show, not the movie. Sure. Um, but you know I I feel like as far as and I guess that's that's a it's a monster. It's treated as a monstrous thing, mm-hmm. um, but it's also sort of just you know there's a re- the recurring character that Seth Green plays is a werewolf, and he it like it's just sort of a thing he has to deal with. Right. Um, it's not as terrifying as it is in this movie. <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> so so yeah, you know, as being relatively un unversed in having seen werewolf stuff before i feel like this was a pretty good introduction to the lore of it and and just the general feel of what a werewolf movie is like i don't know if other werewolf movies are like this but but i feel like this is a good good representative probably what do you think um well first of all i have to ask if you've never seen teen wolf or teen wolf 2 oh god all right i have seen teen wolf (laughs) all right but it was, you know, at no point does David play basketball <laughs> or surf on top of a car. No, but maybe he should have. He did. That would have been a twist. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, so this movie came out in 1981 and another movie that came out the same year was called The Howling, uh, which was a Joe Dante uh a werewolf movie okay i feel like i've heard of that um i don't know which of these came out first uh but uh both of them sort of combined revolutionized the idea of what a werewolf movie could be okay uh up until this point most werewolf movies were just sort of in the lon cheney mold of you know bipedal dude who gets you know hairy and has fangs yeah rather than gruelingly transforming into uh a monstrous beast yeah uh 
want to say that the howling werewolves are still a little more you know bipedal but they are the sort of that hulking lurched over you know almost like you know just dogs that can stand yeah so yeah because david sort of looks like that when he's you know not quite finished with his transformation yeah so i imagine it sort of looks something like that is what you're saying basically yeah uh, whereas uh, in this one, he once he does fully transform, he is just a monstrous giant wolf. Yeah. Uh, you know, running on four legs and all that stuff. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but the... Uh, uh, thing with this movie is that uh, I think it's one of the very first movies that ever fully showed a werewolf transformation on screen i was gonna ask yeah it's it seems like probably before this movie i would imagine they didn't have quite the technology to do something like that yeah uh prior to this it was just sort of you know uh time-lapsed photography you know as an actor slowly gets you know hair glued to their face right uh whereas this one you know they built you know puppet heads and arms and hands and uh you know lots of you know weird gross tricks that they did on camera uh that uh you know they had never done before yeah it's it you know as i was watching it 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 it's a really impressive sequence because it just it looks awesome yeah and and to consider you know it was pre-cg so that was all that was all practical effects is really cool man there's just nothing better than practical effects sometimes absolutely like <laughs> you know some of it earlier on when like during the first attack you can sort of tell it's just like a guy in a suit or whatever right but you you can tell like it seems like landis saved most of the budget maybe for that (laughs) transformation and it it paid off because that's an awesome sequence agreed um so i had uh the luxury of watching the movie and then watching uh re it with the the commentary track Ooh. Uh, which uh, featured actors uh, David Naughton and uh, Griffin Dunn. Nice. Uh, which, it was a fine commentary track. They both tend to uh, just get lost and start just watching the movie and forget that they're supposed to be talking. <laughs> That's the best. I kind of like those. <laughs> like you're just hanging out with them watching the movie. Yeah. Uh, but they were talking about uh, the, the transformation scene. Uh, which it really is the centerpiece of this whole movie. Um, but that took six days to film. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, other than, you know, parts where clearly it's not David Naughton there on set, like it's just, you know, some sort of, you know, puppet head that's being stretched and pulled or whatever. Uh, he said, you know, for the most part, he was just, the most uncomfortable he had ever been in his life at that point. <laughs> was it, did it take that long? Did he say, cause it was just so complicated to do or was it, was, was John Landis just being 
a perfectionist or did he say why it took so long? Uh, I'm, mostly it was just so complicated. Like, you know, there are scenes in the transformation where he is like growing hair and they had to basically individually glue hair to his body. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, he said the scene where like mid transformation, he sort of flips over on his back. Yeah. Uh, he said like, basically he was buried underneath the floor for just like five hours at a time, (laughs) uh, with just his head and arms sticking out. (laughs) I actually thought like that was the only part that didn't look like super perfect to me. And I wondered if he was just like, it was just his head sticking up out of the floor and the rest of it was was a puppet body yeah that's pretty really much. cool though yeah it still looked awesome but oh I yeah could sort of tell at that point yeah i you know 100 percent would much rather see a noticeable puppet body than you know just a bad cartoon definitely yeah. definitely uh yeah, yeah i mean it it really is very impressive you know to watch uh, again even now after having seen this movie hundred times or whatever uh like like it really caused me some anxiety to watch it (laughs) yeah it's stressful like he just it seems like because he's just sitting there reading and then he just starts freaking out yep like seemingly out of nowhere (laughs) which you know it's it's i i like that take on the whole transform into a werewolf thing uh you know that it just would be super painful and and just just excruciating to deal with yeah and and even in the second lesser transformation scene like you know there's like at least one new element that they show in that where uh like his claws rip through his fingers. Yeah, that was uh, horrible. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> I did not like that. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I have a real uh, aversion to uh, uh, fingernail and uh, eyeball trauma in movies. Definitely. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know where I'm going. Oh, all right. <laughs> so so yeah i guess do you what do you do you want to go back to the beginning or just like i i took some notes while we were watching it just things that i liked and things that i like it, it was funnier than i thought it would be mm-hmm. like it's it's definitely not a comedy but it's it definitely had had elements that made me laugh out loud mm-hmm. uh yeah uh i mean I've, I'm sure the first time I saw this as a kid, I did not get any of the comedy aspects of it. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, as I've gotten older, you know, and uh, you know, definitely, I definitely know this as a horror comedy. And and I guess even at the time when it was made, like even that part, that aspect of it was, uh, you know, still kind of unheard of as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Like people thought that it was uh, too horrific to be a comedy and uh, too comedic to be a, a horror movie. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, 
yeah i suppose i suppose horror comedies before that would probably have been like abbott and costello meets frankenstein or something like that yeah i think pretty much or, or just something super goofy and and less horrific uh but when this movie gets horrific it it goes for it it really does <laughs> uh yeah so we're, we're introduced to to david Naughton and griffin dunn in the beginning and uh they're just uh two americans uh touring through europe and uh they're in uh, northern england and they stop in at a pub and uh, things get weird the slaughtered lamb <laughs> yes that's not <laughs> ominous at all <laughs> i really like that every time we we visit the slaughtered lamb everyone there is just a total asshole <laughs> like they're the least friendly people you'll ever meet yeah uh it it reminds me of uh just my own personal experiences of uh, why i don't particularly enjoy going to bars <laughs> everyone stop and stare at you and and basically just give you curt answers and make you or pressure you into leaving i mean that's my fear every maybe yeah. it's from this movie i don't know but <laughs> but that is my absolute fear when i'm like oh i gotta go to a bar that i've never been to before <laughs> like like i'm gonna like i'm gonna be the unwelcome guy at cheers <laughs> so yeah so uh the the only dumb bit of trivia i have for uh anything about the slaughtered lamb was that uh uh and an un uh, maybe he has one line but uh rick mail of uh the young ones yeah is uh in that scene i i saw his name in the credits and i i was slightly taken aback he's chess player number two yep <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i mean you know the the joke that everybody has is that you know there's 12 actors in england and right. you know there's uh they're in everything so <laughs> i guess that was true back in 1981 as well i i really thought that uh later in the movie when they're in the cab that the cab driver was michael palin <laughs> like he just i don't think it was i don't believe it, it was okay but... but like i just the way that he talked and like you don't really get a good look at his face but he I could have sworn it was Michael Palin, and I was very confused. I one hundred percent agree with you on that. Like, yeah, for an instant, I thought it was for him, uh, him and indeed, and um, the uh, the subway uh, victim. Uh, I thought he was somebody too, but uh, when I looked him up, I had no idea who he was. And yeah, he he struck me as vaguely familiar too, but I don't know who I thought he would have been yeah me neither uh so yeah um uh yeah where 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 do you want to go with this uh i <laughs> well i'll just you know just looking through my notes i feel like the most unbelievable part of the movie is that david hooks up with his nurse yeah it's a bit of a stretch <laughs> like, like their whole relationship felt a little forced uh, yeah no i i uh the the part where he like declares that he loves her uh yeah it's like you've known her for three days right yeah <laughs> and she's 
like yeah she does the same for him at the the very end so right. it's like wow you barely know this guy yeah. yeah like like this whole this whole thing was clearly written by a dude like the way that she acts towards him like she says i find you very attractive and a little bit sad like what well i mean that's entirely possible to to have that first impression yeah but uh, that's not enough that... to invite a stranger to live in your home right <laughs> Yeah, I I did enjoy her uh her performance, the actress that played Alex, but... Jenny Agutter. There you go. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, just the the arc of the character was a little a little questionable to me. No, I agree with you one hundred percent. But I mean, uh, there's so many movies that do that kind of thing, though. Like it's true. Action, every action movie, you know, Speed for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Uh speed is perfect, how dare you? <laughs> I mean it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and and so is American Werewolf in London. That's true. Um, let's see, I, I liked that every time Jack appeared to David, uh, that he's in a different state of decay. Like I just thought that was a really cool detail. Yeah. Like the, and, and and I feel like it got less gross <laughs> as he decayed more, if well, that sure. makes sense. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. The, so another thing I learned in the commentary track was uh, during his uh, first appearance, uh, when he basically has the most fresh wounds uh, on his uh, neck and face uh, that there are. Yeah, and he's still all bloody. Yeah, yeah. When he... Uh, I guess originally he was going to eat the toast and then a piece of the toast was going to fall out of his neck. <laughs> Which may have been uh, too much. Yeah, that might have been. Yeah. Might have been a bit much. It would have been cool to see how they would have done it, but yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like that sort of, uh, you know, your your dead zombie friend, you know, who acts as your conscience. I feel like that sort of became a trope after this movie as well. Oh, did it? Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen at least a couple of other horror movies where, you know, horror comedies specifically, uh, where, where that uh, sort of was a thing. You know, oh, my best friend died and now he's here with horrible wounds on his face and <laughs> telling me to, to do stuff. All right, I'll take your word for that. Yeah. Uh, the the one that I can uh, think of directly offhand uh, is uh, your aforementioned Seth Green in uh, Idle Hands. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a movie I've only seen parts of on TV. Yeah, I've never seen that, so yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a zombie hand, right? Is that uh, that one? Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe Seth Green has like a bottle shoved in his skull uh, throughout most of his scenes. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the ten minutes I've seen of it, uh, you're fine to okay. not ever see it. <laughs> Don't pick it for the show, is what you're saying? I mean, if you wanted to, I guess I'd watch it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to pick it for the okay. show. Okay, I'm. I'm not either. <laughs> Um, 
yeah, uh, I really liked uh, Jack's character. Yeah, um, you know, to to your point earlier, the relationship between David and Jack is really is really nice throughout the movie, even after <laughs> even after Jack is dead. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, you got to feel a little bit bad for Griffin Dunn. He, he's only in like four scenes in the entire movie, but yeah, but he makes a makes a pretty good impression. Oh yeah, he does for sure. Uh, I feel like this. He said this was his first movie ever. Oh wow! And uh, he said he didn't even audition. Basically, John Landis asked him, "Are you claustrophobic?" <laughs> because he would have to be encased in uh, horrifying makeup for the majority of his uh, role. Oh yeah! yeah. All right. <laughs> I was like, he's not in like they bury him, but they wouldn't have actually done that. So. Yeah, yeah. They they did have to make molds of his face and uh, you know put him in heavy heavy makeup so gotcha except at the end when he's a puppet right so i was yeah i was i figured he was not actually actually there for that no they actually skinned his face oh weird yeah movie wow. magic. <laughs> that's i mean i know that john landis has done some questionable things on movie sets so <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't have put it past him like that'll grow back right <laughs> Oh, I was expecting that to come up, but not in that fashion. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is... I, I don't know if I've seen any other John Landis movies, but that's the main thing that I know about him. Yeah. He's, he's Max Landis' dad, which is bad enough. And then <laughs> and then people died while they were making The Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did you not ever see Animal House or The Blues Brothers? Oh, I didn't know he did the Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, I have I have seen the Blues Brothers. I've never seen Animal House. Okay, Animal House is it's fun. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say between uh, those two movies and this, uh, the man loves him some car crashes. The car crash at the end is spectacular. <laughs> it was it's really really cool. It really is. There's uh, just so many cars. <laughs> it's uh. It's ridiculous in a very John Landis way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It just keeps going with more cars and people <laughs> flying through windshields. and. Yep. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Uh, John Landis has a cameo in that scene where he uh, is one of the guys who gets thrown through a window. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... Uh, but yeah, he's he's had some uh, unfortunate things uh, that that have marred his career. Yeah, like Max Landis. <laughs> That's the main thing, I think. Well, you know, the deaths of two children and a man are, are not great either. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't make light. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but. Uh, the, the scene when uh, David uh, tries to call his parents in America. Uh, he talks to his uh, his sister, yeah, uh, Rachel, and also asks to talk to his brother, Max. Uh, both of which are John Landis' kids. All right. Uh, Max Landis and uh, Rachel Landis. Nice. Which is weird because Max Landis was not born until 1985. Oh, weird. Yeah. So, so he must have 
had that name picked out for a boy for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Or he just he just knew he liked it when he made the movie. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, and that's uh, the only good thing about Max Landis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Chronicle. Yeah, Chronicle is fine. Yeah. And uh, you know, I really liked uh, the Dirk Gently uh, Holistic Detective uh, series. I haven't seen that. It's it's fun. It's it's just too bad that it's uh, you know got a black mark on it now. Yeah, yeah. There's a movie that we watched called Mister Wright that has uh, Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick, and I think Tim Roth and and a few other people are in it, and it's just like a like Sam Rockwell's an assassin who falls in love with Anna Kendrick and, and it's a comedy romantic comedy thing. Uh-huh. And we really enjoyed it. And then the credits rolled and Max Landis wrote it. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I was, I was angry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I have seen something else that, uh, I think it actually was Dirk gently that I was watching. And then I saw his name at the, uh, in the credits and I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But why? Right. Uh, um, so there, there's a lot of naughty stuff in this movie. <laughs> See you next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I... Yeah, I don't know where to start with that, honestly. <laughs> well, Extended sequence in the porn theater. Yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you that uh, See You Next Wednesday is the name of a fake movie that John Landis has put in almost every movie that he's ever made. Okay. Uh, and it's it's not always a porn. <laughs> it just is in this movie. Okay. All yeah. right. And is it is it always like Monty Python? Uh, I don't I don't believe so. No. Okay. I will say that. Uh, I think one of the hardest that I laughed in the movie is during one of the porn scenes. Yeah. <laughs> is it when, when the other guy walks in? Yes. Yeah. That part is, is hysterical. <laughs> that was what, that was where I wrote down. This is like a Monty Python sketch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice, I noticed a, uh, uh, an ad for that, the, the porn theater. Uh, in the subway when yep. when he was chasing that guy, so I I, I liked that as <laughs> it stuck out to me because it's it said something in big letters like a nonstop orgy uh-huh. yep. or something. I was like, that's really weird to see during this tense chase scene. <laughs> so I liked that it came back. Yeah, it's a nice detail. And it pays off. <laughs> I also saw an ad for Airplane. Oh yeah, in the, yeah. In the the subway, and then uh, some ads for Wendy's. Yeah, that was a little weird, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason, Wendy's doesn't seem like, a, you know, an international uh, fast food restaurant to me. Yeah, I mean, maybe being from Ohio, we think of it as, it's as ours. just sort of a, yeah. a, local, a local chain. But right. Yeah. We have it in Washington. There's a couple locations. Yeah. I mean, I've, I know they're everywhere, but uh, yeah. I just... You know, at least especially back in 1981, I, I would definitely think McDonald's would be more prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, all right, good for Dave Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
and and then of course there's the uh uh the other naughty scene uh slightly earlier just before the uh transformation are you talking about the naked truth with naughty nina uh yes (laughs) (laughs) what is that because it it goes on for a long time and it's just him sitting there watching it on tv I was like, is this going to come back at some point? And it never did. Nope, nope. Uh, so I guess that was specifically made for the movie, but Naughty Nino was an actual person uh, in, you know, the late 70s, early 80s in England. Okay. So, yeah, that that's all I got about that. All right. Interesting. <laughs> yep. It's just, like, there, there are a few sort of random things that i feel like were just included in in the movie for no apparent reason like i guess that's that's the the only one that's in the movie but i i also noted the uh the congratulations to princess diana and prince (laughs) charles at the end of the credits yeah that like that's so weird (laughs) it is super random uh yeah i i didn't I, i even tried to look up why that was in there and i could find no answers <laughs> I mean, it's just topical for the time yeah i mean he he does call uh prince charles a slur in the middle of the movie that's true maybe he did it because they filmed oh, i wonder if were they were they maybe filming in the uk when the wedding took place i believe they were okay uh because yeah they during the commentary they mentioned that they filmed basically from like march or january to march and then uh the movie came out in august of 1981 and uh yeah i I think if they did not get married there at least it was news that uh it was happening uh, while they were there okay Um, well that sort of makes sense i guess yeah no it's still weird though (laughs) it's it's still super weird it'd be like you know yeah yeah it's weird it it reminded me of the part of the part that i always see on twitter of the end of the rambo movie where it thanks the brave (laughs) mujahideen soldiers (laughs) like it's it's not quite the same but it reminded me of that Uh, I, i i see that it's it's yeah it's weird i mean if taking away the whole outcome of what happened with that uh, <laughs> wedding right uh, it, it's just a weird thing that really dates that movie yeah <laughs> uh and i mean you know for being 40 years ago it, i feel it still holds up like you know even with outdated technology and all that yeah yeah i didn't i didn't feel like there was anything that particularly made me made me realize or or consider the time period beyond just sort of the movie making aspects of it like the practical effects and all that right there's nothing about it that's like oh this this movie screams you know late 70s early 80s kind of thing like that yeah like even the fashions aren't you know terrible yeah you know nobody's running around wearing giant bell bottoms or anything like that you know yeah like the the weird you know marty mcfly lifesaver vest you know that's you know it's, it's still fine yeah like i would totally wear one of those vests 
Yeah, that didn't strike me as strange at all. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you, you just pointed out, you know, other than the Princess Die thing, the uh, ad for Airplane maybe is the only thing that really sets it like, well, that and that there's just public porno theaters you could go to. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have those here. It's fine. Oh, you have them in Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're on every corner. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, add another reason for me to visit there someday. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just want to go jerk off in public. <laughs> I know, with a bunch of strangers? Sure. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, speaking of that, I think... Oh, uh, God. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. Uh I think this was the first time viewing it for me that I correlated uh, him like transforming in the back of the theater to people thinking that he would be jerking off in the theater. Oh, yeah, I I did really like that. Like just the <laughs> aggressive noises that he's making. Right. And the shots of the other the other theater goers. <laughs> uh uh yeah, uh, I don't know what what, what else. What what uh, what other notes did you take? Uh, I I thought that uh, the music uh, was often just completely out of place for what was happening on screen, <laughs> the, which uh... I really which I enjoyed as well. Like I I feel like that added to uh, to the the comedy elements of the horror comedy. So you're talking about the fact that there's three different versions of Blue Moon? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's that's part of it. Yeah, I mean every every song that's that's recognizable has moon in it somewhere. Yeah. Uh I think literally it's just three different versions of Blue Moon and Van Morrison's Moon Dance. Yeah. Uh and then the only score in the movie is I believe during his dream sequences. Yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> um, did it use Moon River? I feel like it used Moon River as well at one point, but I could be making that up. Uh, if it did, I don't recall. Okay. Uh, I again uh, with the commentary track, uh, they mentioned that uh, John Landis had reached out to Cat Stevens to uh, try to get uh, Moon Shadow. Okay. In the movie. Uh, Cat Stevens refused because he believes werewolves are real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that That is... I did not see that coming. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe he thinks werewolves or horror movies are satanic or something. Nope. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, was he worried that it would offend them? Uh, possibly. <laughs> like, I'm saving this for the actual documentary about them. <laughs> Let me know when you're making that. Uh, I think, I think maybe the the offending thing, but uh, just worried that they would uh, seek retribution. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. That does. <laughs> wow amazing yep cat stevens yeah great musician yeah 
<laughs> and apparently a total lunatic. Possibly. Uh, I, I don't know what his name is now. Yusef something? Uh, Yusef Islam? Was Maybe. That, I, I that think. Sounds familiar. From like the mid-2000s, right? Early yeah, 2000s? yeah. Yeah. He, he converted to Muslim. Uh, to, to, uh, Islam. Yeah. 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 Uh, that has nothing to do with his craziness. Just, that does not, no. no. Just just the belief in werewolves. Yep, yep. Uh, I wonder if that extends to other other mythical creatures like vampires <laughs> and mummies. Do, do you think he's uh, maybe got kind of a Dalton Wilcox kind of thing going on? He could, he could be a monster hunter. Who knows? <laughs> has he been a poet laureate? <laughs> I mean, I would nominate him for being a poet laureate. I might look look into that, see if he's actually. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I distinctly remember uh, Moon Shadow, or not Moon Shadow, uh, Moon Dance. Yeah, uh, from when I was a kid, possibly because there was, you know naked stuff happening during that scene <laughs> right uh and then also the very basically the last shot of the movie her credits uh that version of uh blue moon playing which i think i feel like that's probably the most well-known version of that song yeah no i think you're right and and <laughs> and that version to play like immediately after because the, the ending of the movie is very jarring yes and then it goes into this very upbeat like that version of blue moon was really like that made me laugh and, and it was just like what what's happening right now the movie's over that's what's happening yeah, i know it was it was abrupt I, I kind of like how abrupt it is, actually, though. Yeah, uh, I like it, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, other than, you know, a couple of the things that you've brought up uh, that, that uh, you know, are, are very, I guess, more unrealistic. I was almost going to say problematic. I don't really feel like there was any super problematic stuff in this movie for being as old as it is. Yeah. I didn't feel that way either. Uh, but you know, yeah, like, like just the whole relationship between David and Alex is just so forced and rushed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I still, I definitely still keep this up in the, the top 10 of my all time favorite movies for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not, or, or, or I, I've I've uh, traditionally not been a monster movie guy, and I don't know that this even really tech qualifies as a as a sort of a straight monster movie because of the the comedy aspects. But yeah, I really enjoyed watching it. I would I would watch this again probably. Oh, that's excellent to hear. Yeah. yeah. Speaking speaking of Alex, I was I was gonna say something about how she's not really not really developed outside of of uh, her relationship with David, but then I remembered that we do get scenes with her. Uh, elsewhere in the hospital uh in like the children's ward oh yeah yeah and i remembered the the kid who just <laughs> says no over and over again yep and how he's my favorite character in the movie 
I did want to know more about him. <laughs> I, I did too. I don't think he's going to tell us. No. 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 <laughs> uh, you only liked him because he was reading comics. That's true. That made him instantly relatable to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did you think about the kid who just uh, came up and slapped her on the ass? <laughs> that was problematic. <laughs> Did not care for that. <laughs> that was Max Landis. <laughs> From the you future? can say he wasn't born yet. <laughs> I disagree. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 I really enjoyed this. I'm glad I picked this. I'm glad you did too. Uh... Uh, one one last bit of trivia for for Jenny Agutter, I, I got her. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. A gutter? Sure. Who knows? A gutter trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I I don't know if you recognize her from uh, any other films or not. I don't think so. Uh, but she uh, I believe before this she was uh, the the co lead in uh, Logan's Run. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and, uh, she was also in, uh, Child's Play 2, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, like, like ever since I saw this movie, like I've had a crush on that actress, you know, forever. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, nothing brought me as much joy as seeing her in Captain America Winter Soldier. Who did she play in that? Uh, so the lady that uh, Black Widow is impersonating oh my to infiltrate uh, Robert Redford's uh, little thing. That's amazing. That is her. That's crazy. <laughs> I had no idea, but now that you now that you say it, yeah, <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah. I'm I'm glad she had uh, that little role in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, an, an actor is not really an actor until they've been in a Marvel movie. Exactly. <laughs> I discount everyone until they've been in a Marvel movie. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason I still like this movie is because there's been at least one actor <laughs> in a Marvel film. <laughs> well, and. Did Max Landis write that Fantastic Four movie? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't believe he did. No, no was it was Josh, Josh Trank because he yeah. did Chronicle. That's right. Never mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just that I, I really enjoyed this. I, like I said, I would watch this again for sure. Awesome. Uh, what do you? Uh, it's it's weird that uh, you and I are talking about a werewolf movie and have not yet brought up Matt Brassfield. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I you know I thought of him while I was watching this. <laughs> Just it, it was mostly during the initial uh, werewolf attack where it sure. looked kind of it looks a little Matt Brassfield esque. Eh, all right, I buy that. But but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He's noted noted va- or noted werewolf uh aficionado yes uh very very uh, i was gonna say very good friend to both of us but uh, friend to both of us yeah uh <laughs> um so 
this movie and The Howling came out in 1981. When was Matt Brasfield born? I know he's younger than me and older than you. Yeah, so when were you born? Uh, 78. Okay, and I was born in 83, so it's entirely possible that he was born in 1981. The part of the werewolf What if he was born at the exact midpoint between the two movies? Ooh. Well, we'll have to ask him about that. Yes, we will. Not today, though. <laughs> Just randomly text him. <laughs> yeah, I might. <laughs> Not on air, though. Okay, well, right. I mean, at least report back. Okay, Let us know what you find. I, I will, I will. <laughs> so yeah so uh so i guess this is uh the part of the show where i get to pick a movie to watch i think so yeah do you have any thoughts i do uh of course it depends on on one uh main uh thing from you okay um i i'm assuming because i recall you uh, uh posting some stuff here and there about watching the mandalorian uh that you uh you have disney plus i do have disney plus okay excellent uh as do i and uh when i was trying to think of uh you know what movie i should uh, pick for the for the next episode i was like man you know i've got disney plus once the mandalorian ended i have not used it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you and probably 90 percent of the population yeah like, I've watched random episodes of the 1980s Spider-Man cartoon. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I haven't really uh, explored much of what it, oh, it's on there. And uh, there is a movie that is on there that uh, I have not seen since it came out in theaters uh, back in the mid-80s. Okay. And I would, uh, would, I would uh, like to see if you would like to watch it with me. Okay. Uh, it is called The Black Cauldron. Okay, I've never seen that. All right. Uh, I literally remember nothing about it. Uh, just that it's a, it's a cartoon and it's on Disney+. Plus. Okay, is there a little blonde boy? Is he in that? Sure. Or, or am I thinking of the sword and the stone? I don't know. You know, there there's uh, similarities between them both. Okay. <laughs> is it in the same universe? Uh, it's in the Stoneverse. Okay. <laughs> Some people call that Arthurian legends. Whatever. But I prefer Stoneverse. <laughs> the, the SCU, the Stone Cinematic Universe. Well, yeah, no, I'd totally be down to watch The Black Cauldron. All right, awesome. Well, uh, let's, let's uh, go ahead and figure out when we're going to do that uh, off the air. All right, sounds good. All right, well, thanks everybody for coming back. Hopefully, and uh, thank you, Joe, for for helping me figure out how to do this with you again. Thank you, Eric, for uh, spurring this on. I'm glad we did this. Me too. All right, we'll do it again for sure. Exactly. We'll see you next time. All right, see you then. Bye. <laughs>